Welcome to the Puma Podcast. I'm Puma. And I'm Tori. Hey, on the Puma Podcast, we talk about Jesus, life, and everything, everything in between. in between. Everything in between. All so we're things. glad you're joining us today. And yeah. uh, it's another new day, and uh, <laughs> we are going to be glad and rejoice in it. Yes. Yep. That's not Proverbs. That's a psalm, right? Uh, that's in the Bible. <laughs> it's the same yes. book, basically. Yeah, no, guys, we are excited you are back. We are in the middle of Proverbs series, going through just some Proverbs and to dissect and kind of point out some, some verses and kind of explain and learn with you guys on what it means to be, you know, wise in a foolish world. You yeah, know? we want to live wisely in this foolish world. And I think everybody would agree that there's a lot of foolishness out there mm-hmm. and it's hard to differentiate sometimes what is beneficial from what is not, from right. all the advice that we hear and all the things that we see and our experiences. And we have people telling us from the left and the right and parents and mm-hmm. teachers and government officials, all right. kinds of things. So how do we, you know, it really makes sense of life. And I think everybody listening, um, hopefully, uh, desires to really walk better today than yesterday and to walk a a path of wisdom and and, and yeah. straight life. So mm-hmm. uh, that's what we're looking at and talking about and really just kind of enjoying this time together. Yeah, yeah. And today's topic, uh, we're talking about fear, but not in the, maybe in the way you think of fear, what it means when Proverbs says quite a lot. I mean, Proverbs has the word fear in it a lot. Maybe a lot. one of the most common words in Proverbs, definitely one of the most repeated ones, uh, this word fear. So yeah, let's dive into what it means to fear the Lord. All right, Puma, so help us out here. Uh, so the fear of the Lord, um, that's used quite a bit in Proverbs. I think you even referenced it a couple weeks ago. But yeah, what does that what does that mean, and what, what key verse are we kind of honing in on this week? Well, the fear of the Lord, we want to talk about starting points, right? Mm-hmm. So we, a couple of weeks ago, we kind of introduced Proverbs. We looked at Proverbs 1-7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Proverbs 9, 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And as we kind of set up our discussion on Proverbs, we really wanted to kind of frame it in such a way that Proverbs is really kind of highlighting two different directions of life. You can walk the path of foolishness or you can walk the path of wisdom. The path of foolishness is a path that is, is full of uh, pain and suffering, uh, sin, wickedness. Mm-hmm. The path of wisdom is the path that is pursuing God. It's a path that is walking righteously. It's a path of blessing. Right. I think everybody would like, if we're honest, we we would choose the path of blessing. <laughs> right. Yeah, nobody wants to pick the path of pain and negativity and harm. <laughs> yeah, nobody. Hopefully no, no one would. <laughs> right, nobody that. wants that. And, you know, I think the next week we looked at, you know, the time to pursue wisdom is now. Mm-hmm. You know, the time to get wisdom for my past mistakes is gone. Right. Yeah. Too late. That's too, too late. But, you know, where I'm at and the direction of my life for my future, the time to pursue wisdom is now. And so uh, now is always the appropriate time to pursue wisdom. And I think last week we looked at just this idea of understanding, that understanding, mm-hmm. three words in, in Proverbs you see a lot, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Everybody wants information. That's why we ask Siri, right? On right, cell yeah. phones. Yeah. We all want to know things. Don't want to understand things. Right. We want to know things so we can go do stuff or, right. you know, 
like actually put into practice or what we call kind of wisdom, the application Mm -hmm. of the knowledge. But the problem in our world, and I think we looked at uh, Proverbs 18.2 that says, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing their own opinions. You know, the opinionated world that we live in, people want to know things, but they don't want to take time or do the hard work to understand. Right. Well, understanding, like you said, takes time. It's not one of those, you know, oh, I, I, I need to pass this test. Let me just download in like 30 seconds this information so I get a result. There seems to be a cause and effect. Like I want this, you know, thing, so I'm going to learn about it and then get the result without wanting to take the work to understand the middle part of that. Right. And so that cause effect really is reflected in Proverbs chapter two. So mm-hmm. the first eight eight chapters of Proverbs, uh, more in Proverbs than that, but the first eight chapters specifically is Solomon speaking wisdom to his adult children, to his adult sons. And so chapter two of Proverbs, he says, you know, listen, my son, you know, if if, if you want to grow wise, here's how you do that. You need to listen to what I have to say. You need to search for it as for hidden treasure. You need to seek it out. You need to call out for wisdom. Verse five of chapter two, it says this, says, then, if you do these things, then, he says, then you will understand, interestingly, the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Interesting. He says huh. that if you're, if you're pursuing wisdom, it says the pursuit of wisdom will then lead you to understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth mm-hmm. come knowledge and understanding. And so today we want to talk about this concept of the fear of the Lord. We probably have heard that if you've grown up in church, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you've heard this, this concept. And honestly, a lot of people, when they think of God, uh, he either is irrelevant or he's somebody that is out to get me. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think fear of the Lord, like Halloween is next month. <laughs> you know, like, what, right. Is God scary? I mean, is he someone to be feared? I mean, don't we usually associate fear with Satan and his lies. Like he's always, you know, the Bible says, don't be anxious about anything and in everything, you know, present your prayers to God. And fear is usually like a tool of Satan, right? So, so what does this mean to fear, fear the Lord? Well, fear is a, it's a very powerful motivator. It's, That's true. It, you know, yeah. I mean, and are there things that we should be afraid? I mean, so if I'm, you know, on a busy street, should I be, maybe not use the word fear, but should I be concerned? about uh, the traffic on the street. Yeah, yeah, you should probably be <laughs> pay attention to the yeah, traffic. Yeah, I, I should pay attention. I mean, if, I, if I'm acting indifferent, if I'm not paying attention to the potential danger in front of me, mm. I actually am putting myself in harm's way. I would be a foolish, foolish person to ignore that which is potentially harmful right in front of me, to, to pretend right. it doesn't exist or to just kind of act flippantly and not be paying attention. Mm-hmm. So there's a... You could say a healthy uh, respect or a healthy mm. uh, awareness of okay. the potential danger. Now, if I'm on the side of the road, am I in danger? No, if you're on the sidewalk, I mean, yeah. hopefully not. Yeah, not uh, yeah. well, maybe today it could be. But, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, not putting myself in harm's way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, some people are scared of spiders, mm-hmm. right? Um, they have an unhealthy fear of spiders. Yeah, an unhealthy fear. Burn the fear. house down. Burn the house. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I saw a spider. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan of snakes. Uh, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. uh, reminded this weekend, um, years ago, um, my mom and I were in a canoe, and uh, we're. <laughs> Sounds like the beginning of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, she anyway. So she wanted to, you know, friends of theirs had a mm. you know canoe and whatnot. She's like, she, you know, she wanted to do some of their stuff. Right, hey, you yeah. need to go on the canoe. Yep. She thought it was fun. So we're in the canoe, just kind of paddling down this little river, and I'm sitting there. I'm on one end. She's on the other end, and all of a sudden, a, a snake was underneath her seat in the canoe oh, no. and started. Uh, slithering out yeah. and I I'm like I froze right mm-hmm. I'm like because I really don't like snakes um, <laughs> that's I'm, okay <laughs> yeah well you see fear can uh, fear can be crippling right I mean mm-hmm. I could freeze up at that right. moment and and basically uh, really put myself in harm's way because mm-hmm. of the potential danger there right. you know my mom just looked down I, I said you know don't move there's a snake right there and she doesn't really she's not really afraid of snakes so you just look down oh a snake she grabbed it just threw it into the water <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know graham is a legend yeah but well but if it was a spider it could mm. be you know the smallest spider possible she would have jumped into the river <laughs> yeah. right and i was uh, like oh it's just a spider you know, so like different things cause us to, you know, react mm-hmm. differently. But fear can really be crippling. I mean, it can mm-hmm. really uh, mm-hmm. cause me to to kind of curl up. And I think that's one of the fear, perspectives of fear today. When people think of fear, that is a very negative thing because it really causes people to be ineffective. Mm. Um, but, you know, there are situations in life that are dangerous. Yeah. But if I am like... Uh, flippant about them, or if I'm, you know, just uh, not aware or just being, you know, ignorant of it, um, you know, like thrill seekers today, mm-hmm. I, you know, some of the guys that do like the, the parkour stuff or they had yeah, to climb skyscrapers. Yeah. Or, they're jumping from, you know, you know, one 20 story building to the other. I mean, right. I can't even half watch the, some of those yeah. videos. The adrenaline junkies. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm a, I mean, I feel, I feel my, my hair bristle every time I can, because I'm like, what if they fall? And, but you know what? We only see the successful ones, right? Right. We don't yeah. see the people that crash and burn. Right. The GoPros don't make it when they, right. sadly, when people make mistakes on those right. towers. Now, obviously they're taking uh, a risk and a known, known risk, mm-hmm. but can you imagine walking on the edge of a 20 story building and not aware of the danger mm. there? Would you be walking in the way of wisdom or the way of foolishness at that point? Yeah, very much foolishness. I mean, to take your own life at risk and not realize that just one inch off this, I don't know, walkway or board and I'm dead. I mean, that's just that's just foolish. Yeah, it's just foolishness. This concept of the fear of the Lord, uh, think of like the picture of the Israelites in, in Exodus 19 at the Mount Sinai. Mm. And what's amazing is, you know, God leads them out of the promised land. You know, it's... You know, a couple months out now, they get to Mount Sinai. And the text says that the Lord spoke to them. The mountain shook. Mm-hmm. It was on fire. And the Lord literally spoke to the Israelites. Wow. And and they were afraid. Mm. Now, should they have been afraid? Yeah. Is it, would that be wise to be that afraid? W- yeah. I mean, I've never seen a mountain shake or like just the whole sky smoke and then to hear, I mean. And then hear the voice of, of, yeah. voice of God. But I couldn't imagine. Yeah. You know, like um, close to 40 years later, Deuteronomy chapter 5, uh, Moses is retelling that story to the next generation, uh, some of whom were just children when they experienced that, <laughs> and now they're adults. And he's recounting that account. He goes mm-hmm. over the Ten Commandments again in, mm-hmm. in Deuteronomy chapter 5. And he says, and remember how the earth shook and remember how the Lord spoke to you and remember how mm. you said, we 
if, if God continues to speak to us, we are going to die. So Moses, you speak to us, but we don't want to mm. hear the word of God speak to us yeah, again that's right. because we are so afraid. And it's interesting that the Lord says, you know, this is to test you so that you will always have a healthy respect of who I am. You'll mm. always have an understanding that I am God and you are not. You always have an understanding that I led you out and I cared for you and that whenever you are within my circle of safety, you're going to be okay. But if you step outside that, that's why he gave the 10 commandments and he gave Mm -hmm. these commands not to hurt or harm, but to keep those that he loves safe in a circle of safety. But if you step outside of that, you put yourself in harm's way. You step outside God's design, you step outside of God's decrees, you step outside of, of, of God, you are literally putting yourself mm. in jeopardy. Yeah. And so the starting point for walking in wisdom is having a healthy fear of the Lord. And mm. uh, so it's not a crippling thing, it's more of a, if you say like an empowering thing, helping me to sure. learn to put myself in the position of safety. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember in Indiana, I had a, well, I still have friends there, but there were these guys, they were saying, I'm not afraid of anything. And a couple of us guys were out, I don't know why we were just walking down these long cornfield rows, but there was an electric fence. And one of the guys was like, I'm not afraid of anything, like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And us guys like, well, I bet you won't touch that electric fence. He's like, he's like, I'm not, I'm not a wuss, you know, I, I can do that. And one of the guys dared him to pee on it which is not a good move. and Probably not. No, yeah, yeah no, no. Pro tip, do not take a leak on an electric fence. Uh, needless to say, that <laughs> that uh, day his life changed. Uh, but <laughs> I had a revelation, didn't he? Yeah, yes. but I remember thinking, wow, like he was the coolest guy. He was just a brave, like he wasn't afraid of anything. And yet he went home that day with lots of regret. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking, well, like, I don't want to be afraid, you know, and I, isn't it cool and empowering to be courageous and to be that person who's, I'm not afraid of anything. Right. So that day, who was the foolish person and who was the wise person? Right. Yeah. The, the haughty, arrogant guy, uh, he was a fool. Right. Yeah. You see, the electric fence was just an electric fence. Now, it does have a potential to be dangerous and harmful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a way to engage the electric fence or be around the electric fence in a way that's going to be wise versus a way that's going to be foolish? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys experienced both that day. (laughs) Right. Well, I think for the animals, like that would a great invention to keep out, you know, unwanted people from your cornfields and stuff. But at the same time, that great asset of an electric fence could also do a lot of harm. And so it wasn't the electric fence that was bad. It was our... Uh, maybe, maybe arrogance of it or a lack of, of fear. But I, I do think fear has a negative connotation and bravery is something everybody wants. And for us as Christians, we don't want to live in fear, right? So so why? I mean, okay, there's a healthy fear we hear. You know, the, the fear of God is a healthy fear. Explain the difference between a healthy fear and a regular fear because that's a little bit confusing to me. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, C.S. Lewis captured this really well um, mm. in, in the the book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And those of you that are familiar with that story uh, might be familiar with this. You know, you have uh, Peter and Susan, Lucy and Edmund. They, you know, go to this land of Narnia and, uh, you know, all the situation that happens. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the guys that helped uh, Lucy when she first came was Mr. Tumnus. Mr. Tumnus. And now Mr. Tumnus got in trouble because Lucy had come into Narnia. And the, the white witch, you know, turned him into stone. And so as they're talking about Mr. Tumnus and that they need to kind of go help him, you know, the Mr. and Mrs. Beaver mentioned this person, Aslan. 
And so, you know, Susan asks, well, who is Aslan? And Mr. Beaver says, Aslan, why don't you know? He's the king. He He's He's the one that will save Mr. Tumnus, not you. And so as they're having this discussion about Aslan, uh, they they find out that Aslan is a lion, of all mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Susan says, oh, I thought he was a man. Well, is he, is, he, is he safe? I shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion. And Mrs. Beaver says, uh, that you will, dearie, and no mistake. If there's anyone who can appear before Aslan without their knees a-knockin', they're either braver than most or just really silly. Then Lucy says, then he isn't safe? Safe, said Mr. Beaver. Didn't you hear what Mrs. Beaver tells you? Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe. But he's good. He's the mm. king, I tell you. Mm. He's good. He's good. You see, if you are outside of God's design, if you're outside of God's commands, if you're walking outside of God's circle of safety for you, then you are in danger. You are not safe. You are putting yourself in jeopardy. But see, the fear of the Lord is not something to harm us or to cause us to, to curl up and cripple. It is, it is uh, there to help us realize that God who is, is sovereign, God who is the creator, God who is the sustainer, God who is, who is the one that makes all things work together, God's the one who is in control of history. He's the one that determines what is just from unjust. He's the one that determines what is fair from unfair. He's the one that determines what is real from what is false. And living inside of his circle or his design or his safety we can walk in a way that is wise, a way that is a path of blessing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with that, I mean, if, if fearing God really is a good thing, fearing God is actually something that keeps us safe. I've heard it said that, you know, oh, I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm just being wise. And they kind of make the distinction of, you know, as a Christian, I'm just, you know, trying to be wise. I'm not being fearful. That's why I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. And so my question for you is, what does it look like, like a practical example of what it means to fear God in the 21st century as a Christian? I mean, does that look like, oh, I, I just, I don't want to sin and I'm, I'm cautious about, I mean, what is that? I guess, can you give some handles on what it means as examples of what it means to, to fear God biblically? Yeah. So one of the ways to describe this is like humble submission versus kind of a open rebelliousness. Mm. Right. So someone that says, well, I'm, you know, it's not about fear. I'm just, I'm just being wise. They are, they are um, rebellious or they're being independent. Another way of, of saying it is that they're, they're being independent instead of having a reverent trust in what God has to say. Mm -hmm. So uh, think of, you know, really any, any situation today. So I, I want to buy a house. Okay. So I want to buy a house. Sure. I can have a, a humble submission and a, a reverent trust in God saying, God, um, I know, I know that you, you know, take care of me. I know that you have a, a direction for my life. You know, you make promises in the Bible, you know, that when we are seeking you, that you work all things for the good, for those who know you and, and love you, trust you, he says in Romans eight, or you can, you know, be rebellious and not think about God or just kind of make decisions on our own, uh, kind of live independently. And it doesn't mean that your independent choices aren't going to work out, 
But see, we live in a world that tells us that it's our thoughts and our desires and our perspectives Mm -hmm. that determine what's going to be right and just and fair, Mm -hmm. um, what's going to be good. And just because something turns out, so I make a decision. I don't consult God. I just make a decision to buy a house. I just buy this house because it it happened to to work out. That doesn't mean that I'm walking the path of wisdom. True. Just because it makes logical sense doesn't mean it's it's God's best for you. Right. God might still give you that house if you asked him, but asking him and submitting to him and giving him the right of way Mm. um, is walking the path of wisdom. Now, you can certainly make a decision and it can go really, really south because you can say, well, I'm going to buy this because it makes the most financial sense. Mm -hmm. And then I'm Mm -hmm. just going to go take out a loan because I have the ability to do that and get yourself in all kinds of financial difficulties Mm -hmm. um, as well. But it goes into all kinds of personal matters, right? So I I have a a friend and uh, we're having kind of a relational conflict, right? We're kind of at odds with each other. Well, how, how do I treat that person? Do I think, hmm, how would God want me to treat them? Would God want me to show them, you know, grace and mercy? Mm-hmm. Or should I demand my rights? Should I take revenge? You see, to to have a fear of the, of the Lord is, it really, it involves, am I willing to give God the right of way of my life to submit to him? And am I willing to mm-hmm. trust him and seek out what he thinks? That That is, I am having a, a reverent, humble, trusting starting point for my life. It's a posture of humility yeah. and acknowledging that God is the one in charge, not you. Right. Yeah. It's a heart posture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And see, we live in a world where God has been abundantly gracious and merciful to us, mm-hmm. you know, the wicked and the just, right? I mean, we don't deserve to exist because of our sin. We don't deserve to be alive, but we are. Mm-hmm. That's because God is gracious and merciful, not because we are doing the right thing. Right. And that's true for me as well as my neighbors and everyone else, you know, on the planet. We live and trample on often the grace and mercy of God and often putting ourselves in harm's way. If you walk on the edge of a building 20 stories high and you don't know that the the danger could fall off, does that mean you're going to fall off? Mm, Not necessarily. Not not necessarily. But it could could easily lead to that. It could easily lead to that, but it doesn't mean you're going to fall off. Right. But just because you're there doesn't mean you're walking the path of wisdom. Mm-hmm. You see, the fact that you don't fall off, even though you're not aware of the danger, is just the hand of God, loving, gracious. But you you could fall off just because God doesn't punish you right away for your sin doesn't mean that what you're doing is okay. Right. See, the, the fear of the Lord is a heart posture that He is in charge. That I'm I'm willing to submit to Him. I'm willing to give Him the right away, and willing to to posture my life versus mm-hmm. living rebelliously and independent of Him. Gotcha. So what's a good application question for us? I mean, if to how do we properly fear the Lord? What's a good AQ for this podcast? Yeah, well, a good application question would be, you know, think about the things that uh, you are afraid of. And, and not mm-hmm. necessarily, you know, snakes and spiders. But, you know, are you afraid of how people perceive you? Mm-hmm. Like uh, life values. Yeah. Are you afraid of you know, uh, a choice that you made last week. You had to, had to make a decision. Um, you maybe mm-hmm. you need to buy a house, you need to buy a car, maybe you need to apply to a school, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, it could be whatever the choices that we make, sure. you know, what motivates or drives the decisions that you make. And oftentimes it's not motivated out of love. It's motivated out of, out of fear. I'm afraid of a bad consequence or I'm afraid of what someone thinks of me. Mm-hmm. And, the fear of the Lord is having God at the center of that decision mm-hmm. or that thought mm-hmm. process. 
am I willing to submit to what he thinks regardless? Right. Yeah, I like that. That's a good AQ. You know, how do we submit? Uh, I guess, what, what is the moving force of our actions? What fear are we submitting to? Yeah, like, is it status? Is it is it fame? Is it our image? Um, that's good. Yeah, I, I think we do. Even for myself, I think we highlight and value the opinions of men rather than God. Yeah, what am I really submitting to? What am I really afraid of that, that moves me to action? Well, guys, hey, thank you so much for tuning in again with another you know, <laughs> Puma podcast. I appreciate you guys. We both do. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us at thepumapodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to connect with you guys. And yeah, let's uh, I'll think about the things that I fear and are they worthy of it, right? I mean, the things I submit to, because if it's not God on the throne, if it's something else, then maybe that's an idol of the heart. Maybe that's a posture of pride that I've, I need to surrender. So thank you, Puma. And yeah, guys, thank you so much. Hey, we'll see you next week, Fridays at 1010. So until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.